Welcome to the Legal Toolkit, where you'll get the latest trends and legal business initiatives that help you manage your law firm every day. Hear from the experts setting the standards for legal, insurance, compliance, and tools of the profession. You're listening to the Legal Talk Network. Here's the host of the Legal Toolkit, Jared Correa. Welcome to another special episode of the Legal Toolkit right here on the Legal Talk Network. Thanks for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jared Correa. And uh, in addition to uh, driving this radio show, I'm also the Senior Law Practice Advisor with Massachusetts LOMAP. The Law Office Management Assistance Program provides free and confidential law practice management consulting services to Massachusetts attorneys. For more information on LOMAP service offerings, visit our website at masslomap.org or like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash masslomap. On the Legal Toolkit, we provide you each month with a new tool to add to your own Legal Toolkit so that your practices will become more and more like best practices. And today on the Legal Toolkit, we're going to present you with a Legal Trade Show Survival Guide. However, if zombies attack, you're out of luck. Joining me now is Andrea Canavina, CEO and founder of The Legal Typist, Inc., After more than a decade working with high-powered solos and equity-level partners at some of the largest firms in and around New York City, Andrea founded her own virtual legal assistant practice, Legal Typist, Inc. Along with helping attorneys and administrators to understand their options when it comes to upgrading to a digital workflow, Andrea frequently lectures on working remotely and on technology, security, and confidentiality concerns in the digital age. For more information on Andrea, go to LegalTypist.com. Andrea, welcome to the show. Thank you, Jared. Thank you for having me. It's our pleasure. Um, So let's just dive right into the questions here. Um, So legal trade shows are often expensive time commitments. Um, And I think uh, a lot of attorneys don't go based on that reason. But why should lawyers go to legal trade shows? And what value can your average solo or small firm uh, practitioner draw from attendance at these uh, programs? Okay, well, um, first, I just want to delineate there's a couple of different there's a trade show and there's conferences. Mm -hmm. Generally, conferences are sponsored by your state or local bar association, and they're held on a local level. They may contain a trade show exhibit floor, um, and they may do presentations sometimes with regard to tech. So those are your state and your local bar association conferences for solos and small firms. And then Mm -hmm. there's trade shows, and generally speaking, there's two trade shows uh, uh, every year. In the end of the winter, at the end of January, February, there's Legal Tech New York, and in at the end of March into April is ABA Tech Show in Chicago. Um, there's also a California-based legal tech. I think mm-hmm. they call it Legal Tech West Coast. Yep. But I, I haven't really received enough feedback from enough people attending that one yet for to get me on a plane all the way out to California to take a look at it. So Fair <laughs> enough. Put it that way. <laughs> Um, so now legal, you know, trade shows, when you're going to the trade shows themselves, you're looking to gain the education from the tracks, from the speakers themselves, as well as perhaps some, um, networking opportunities for some people. Um, and then there's your hands-on demonstrations generally on the exhibit floor of all the latest and greatest tech gadgets, software, cloud applications, you know, services, all all of those things that, uh, encompass quote technology in, in today's practice. So, uh, when it comes to that, I'm going to say Legal Tech New York. I kind of think of Legal Tech New York, which I've been going to probably six or seven years now, as the one place where you go where it's very large. 
If you yeah. want to be seen, if you're a big corporation, then you're there because that is the end-all, be-all with regard to legal trade shows. You're in Manhattan, you're, you know, you're doing the thing. And it's, it's a really, it's a very dynamic show. It's a very, um, it's, it's, uh, I'm trying to think of uh, how to, how to word it. It, it. It's almost overstimulating, their trade show, because it's very large and <laughs> lots of stuff is going on and there's a lot of people. It's very well attended. Um, that said, their educational tracks for me have left a lot to be desired over the years because they didn't really have what I would consider educational tracks so much as they had presentations by named partners of large firms with regard to very detailed um, subjects, mm. probably mostly of interest to other very large firms conducting that same type of work. So it wasn't <laughs> really a tech education you would get at Legal Tech New York. But last year, ILTA sponsored a track for the first time. And there they had uh, uh, Brett Bernie and a couple of other people that actually had a conversation to the individual users of Attack. And Brett Bernie did his iPad for lawyers. And mm. so I see Legal Tech New York changing a little bit. But for now, I tell my solos and small firms, unless you're really in the mood to be in Manhattan in the winter, and uh, like two <laughs> years ago, there was Isapalooza came through at that time. Um, oh, yeah. That, that, that might be something that's a little less hands-on, a little less educational for your solo, your small firm, and your larger firm may want to send their IT people um, to, to uh, Legal Tech New York. That's a bonus for them. For, you know, your 50, your 100, your multiple, even if you're just a small, like, three, but multiple city firm, those types of IT people could benefit definitely from attending uh, yeah. Legal Tech New York. Hmm. Uh, and then there's ABA Tech Show. Yep. ABA Tech Show. I love ABA Tech Show. <laughs> I go every year. And it's in Chicago. It's in the spring. And that's where you actually meet the people that create the tech. You meet other people who use the tech. You attend sessions that help you understand the tech or which tech it is that you should be using or how to apply a tech. You know, a lot of people forget the fact that when you're trying to incorporate a new tech into your workflow, it takes a lot of time first to see whether or not it works, <laughs> then to see whether or not you like it and if it works for you. And then mm -hmm. now that you know that it works for you and it's reliable, now where are you going to incorporate it in? So it's a very time-consuming thing for individual users to incorporate new tech. Um, and, it, you know, some of that shiny syndrome gets in there. But that's why I like tech show so much because you'll hear the negatives. You'll hear the pros and the cons or you'll hear from other users and you meet a lot of individual practicing attorneys from not just the United States, but Canada at Tech Show. So yep. I do that. If you're if you're a solo and you're a small firm and you're into tech and you you like other techie legally people, e even if you don't feel you need the education, then Tech Show is still a great place to go just because of the networking and rubbing elbows with you know. There's nothing like being around a bunch of legally techie geeky people. <laughs> <laughs> nothing like it. Indeed, Not I got to tell like you. <laughs> I got to tell you, when I went to Legal Tech New York a few years back, there was a gigantic snowstorm, and I didn't get home for like eight hours. So I haven't been back. That was Isapalooza. I could <laughs> not even drive in from 45 minutes away because the ice, the roads were covered in ice, not just snow, but ice. And the trains was, weren't running. So I couldn't oh, even make geez. it in. I missed you that year. Oh. Well, I was kind of smart enough to go to a Dirk Bentley concert in uh, Rockefeller Center for much of the show, but don't tell my employers that. <laughs> <laughs> Between you and me. <laughs> all right, uh, all right. So let's move on here. Uh, so when you're at the at the trade show, and I appreciate you're delineating the difference between trade shows and conferences. Uh, how do you determine what events to attend? Because there's a lot of options. And then how do you plan your conference itinerary or your trade show itinerary more generally? Okay. Um I'm going to do a quick rundown on Legal Tech, and then I'll talk about ABA Tech Show. Because for okay. Legal Tech New York, I think the thing that is exciting to go to, because the educational sessions are not such, 
uh, for individual users is the actual exhibit floor. There is a lot to see and a lot to learn from the people that are at Legal Tech New York, even the larger uh, corporations and the, the um, larger tech companies that, you know, have larger installations as their main uh, offering. A lot of times they have a solo or a smaller user category or whatever it is that you want to call it that you wouldn't even be made aware of unless that you were going. And then, of course, there's some of your standbys. There's some of your standard texts that show it, those ones, too. But for, for the most part, I, I say that Legal Tech New York is for the exhibit floor um, and the fun stuff. And I get to meet up with Solo Cesar because there's always a Solo Cesar dinner, but we'll get into that one later. <laughs> so, yeah. And then um, there's ABA Textile. And ABA Textile is the one that I literally take. Once you register, you receive in the mail a big, glossy book. And in the center of that book is an actual grid of all of the sessions that are going on, their times and locations. So they have it all gridded out for you and generally color-coded as well. And I literally break down which ones I want to go to based on which tech I'm looking to help my users understand or that I want to understand better myself. And if they have more than one of those types of sessions going on at a time, I generally um, then pick by speaker because... Yeah. Yeah. You know, you can't guarantee that a speaker is a great speaker until you kind of see them. So they, ABA Texture does a great job, and their speakers are almost always very good and very dynamic. But um, like Ernie the Attorney, you can't talk yeah. about scanning and make it interesting and funny. But Ernie the Attorney, he just has me rolling whenever I'm watching him. So, like, those are the types of things. So I go by speaker. I learn from um, um, a structured, but yet, like, I'd rather be entertained than, you know, somebody with a bunch of bullet points reading their PowerPoint behind me. So that, that's the kind of thing. And then, again, it's all about the preparation. You know, when you're at ABA Tech Show, they have so much going on from morning all the way into, way into the evening hours. Like, you're not just plotting out your educational sessions. You're plotting out uh, what you're doing from, you know, 8 o'clock in the morning until 11 o'clock at night, at least mm. every day. Yep. And so I, I first do the educational sessions and the tech I'm interested in, in learning more about and then, you know, the speakers. And then you're going to kind of laugh, but I, I pick everything else based on food. <laughs> because <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I'm, I'm the main meal preparer in my world. And it is so nice to go out, but I'm kind of an adventurous eater, but not too crazy. So um, ABA Texo has these dinners that one of the board members attends and you get to sit down with like eight or 10 or 12 other conference attendees that have signed up, and it's a really great kind of way to get to know other people from all over and why they're a tech show and to talk to them about it. And it's also a great way to, you know, have some really good food and be in a nice restaurant in and around Chicago, but it's all Dutch treat. So, you know, it's like going out with a bunch of your friends for, you know, a couple of pizzas and some beers. Only generally, it's a little more fancy than that. But uh, (laughs) And then all of the vendors themselves, they have happy hours. They sponsor happy hours. They sponsor evening events. I know the boys from Clio are always doing their Clio meetups. And, you know, so it's really, there's a lot of social aspect at ABA Tech Show that is outside of the educational and the exhibit floor, the trade show floor um, at, uh, at Tech Show that's going on all the time. So you literally, when I get that grid, I start with the grid, and then I start calling all of my contacts at all of this stuff and say, okay, what are you guys doing? I know it's not public yet, but i got to know now. <laughs> <laughs> so I can start planning into that. And then I also usually do a meetup or a tweet up at a tech show. I try to do it, you know, one of the nights when somebody isn't already planned something. And there's a little place down the block that yeah. a lot of my super passers will, uh, will attend and some of the vendors. And it's been nice. It's just a kind of quiet, have a burger and a beer 
you know, kind of absorb and get off your feet kind of events. My, my thing, not very fancy at all. <laughs> all right, so tell me about the SuperPass. Oh, SuperPass is offered through ABA Tech Show. It's nothing that I made up. They made it up, and I just kind of <laughs> rolled with it. And um, basically, it's for when you get a group of 10 people together. There's special pricing for that because you now have a group of 10. So you get a group discount. And um, I think over the past three years I've been doing it, about 60 people have gone to Tech Show on, on a legal type of SuperPass. So it's it's an economical way, especially if it's your first year and you don't know if it's for you or not. It's a great way to test the waters. And um, it's been it, it's been interesting the people who have signed up and, and come along and I've met some very nice people a few of them have actually turned into clients um, and it's been but it's been a, a wonderful kind of thing to try to help people get to the place where they need to learn how to upgrade from you know just working with a phone or just uh, not very technologically advanced and it's a very comfortable place for people who are like that so I'm really glad that I can put the special of the ABA Superpass together with these people in order to, you know, help them and, and to get some more, you know, people at the conference itself because it's really such a, it's a fun place to be. Yeah. More All than right, so, uh, <laughs> next, next tech show year, watch out for uh, Andrea's SuperPass folks out there. Um, so we talked a little bit about networking. So let's talk about what you do on the web to amplify okay. your attendance at the show. I mean, do you engage in Twitter conversations via hashtags or uh, you do promote attendance discounts? Uh, do you highlight information? So what do you do uh, pre and post event online to sort of um, push your attendance a little bit further or the value of your attendance a little bit further? Of course, understanding well, that there are things that you I'm, can I'm, do. Yeah, I'm a little bit different because I consider my attendance, the value of my attendance is how much information I can get out to those practicing attorneys who don't have the time to attend. Okay. Yeah. So I that always consider myself as the vehicle by which you're getting a practical view of what's going on, mm. and um, and I actually kind of do a lot with regard to that. I did this year. I did podcasts, or I did mm-hmm. um, yeah, webinars uh, for Avo. Uh, two of them, one on Legal Tech New York and one on ABA Tech Show, just mm-hmm. giving everybody a rundown of everything kind of right after it all happened. And it was it was fun. It was dynamic. And I always do blog posts. I always do recaps. I will say that the one thing that I stopped doing is live tweeting. I had been, you know, in years past live tweeting both events quite extensively. Yeah. And it was kind of weird because I was the only one doing it first. <laughs> and then the next year I went and it was like everybody was doing it. So I was like, you know what? <laughs> this information's getting out. I don't have to do it anymore. And I closed my laptop and I started paying attention to the speakers mm. and to all of the people who now, honestly, weren't paying attention to the speakers. They were so busy, like I had been, focused on disseminating that last little nugget down to a witty 140 characters <laughs> that I don't, I realized I was missing a lot. I yeah. actually, I, I was doing what I thought was best. I was trying to get the information out, but after I stopped doing it, I realized the value of not doing it anymore. And mm-hmm. so I now tell people when you go, don't live tweet, there's going to be new people that are going to be live tweeting it. You can always follow the hashtag. Mm-hmm. The speakers are going to be sending out their own stuff. So it, it's much more important. You're at a live event, for goodness sakes, put the electronics away um, and look around. <laughs> and one of the things that I actually found the most, which I, I hadn't thought about before, was I was making eye contact directly with the speakers who are, you know, at the ABA Tech Show. I'm thinking Victor Medina is coming to mind, Ben Shore. But, it's, yeah. you know, you forget about eye contact when you're behind the screen all the time and you're virtual all the time. And it was just, you know, all of a sudden we'd make eye contact and we'd all smirk. And it's like, oh, this is awesome. <laughs> I'm a, I, I will tell people tweet, but maybe, you know, on the if you really want to absorb something, take out a piece of paper. I'm still a paper girl for a lot of oh, stuff. Oh, me take too. That, that's an interesting point. Um, right. Right. So, 
It's amazing. Good things happen when you turn off your smartphone. <laughs> it's true. Um, and you're not, but again, you're so busy filtering, I think, a lot of the times because that's what tweeters do. Um, yeah, that you, you're true. so busy on filter mode and it just, um, I think it kind of loses a little. It helps ingrain it for some people, but it, it also loses a lot on the human level. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, so we're going to need um, to take a break. We've covered a lot of great stuff from here. Um, when we come back, we'll have the second half of this podcast with Andrea Canavina. Promote yourself online with Legal Talk Network by becoming a featured lawyer. Your featured lawyer profile lets potential clients and referral attorneys get to know you in a five-minute podcast interview with Legal Talk Network, plus your photo, your bio, and your firm's contact info. Be part of the most progressive online legal network anywhere. Just call Legal Talk Network at 781-551-9960. That's 781-551-9960. Or by emailing admin at legaltalknetwork.com. Be a Legal Talk Network featured lawyer now. Want to stay in touch with the Legal Talk Network and get our shows automatically? RSS provides home delivery. You don't have to remember where to click. The good stuff comes right to you automatically and free. Just go to LegalTalkNetwork.com and hit the RSS button at the top of the page. It says our podcast feeds. Now you'll be all set. You can advertise with us at Legal Talk Network and have your own commercial playing in this podcast. Just give us a call anytime at 781-551-9960 or shoot us an email at admin at LegalTalkNetwork.com. You never have enough friends or followers, right? Check out Legal Talk Network on Facebook and Twitter, LinkedIn too. All right, welcome back to the second half of our program today where we're uh, showing you how to survive legal conferences, and trade shows. We're joined today by Andrea Canavina, who's the founder and CEO of Legal Typist, Inc. All right, Andrea, you talked about what to do uh, with respect to amplifying your attendance, but how do you get there in the first place? Let's talk about your travel arrangements. What are your preferred methods for booking flights, hotels, and rental cars? Okay, well, generally your trade shows will have blocks of rooms at the hotels where they um, have negotiated a discount. Um the beauty of the hotels that they pick, which are the Hiltons, are they're in central locations in very metropolitan areas. Mm. So you don't necessarily have to stay at the Hilton itself, which can be a pricey hotel for people. And you can generally stay really close by. And a lot of the people that um, I would attend these conferences with <clears throat> would use Hotwire or would use one of the online services to get a deal because yeah. they already understood that even if they didn't know the name of the hotel with regard to... Um, where they were staying until after they had booked it, they knew that it was almost always going to be within walking distance if they put it in, I think it's called the Magnificent Mile in yep. Chicago or, or something along that. And then, um, you know, Sixth Avenue, really centrally located Avenue of the Americas in New York City. So um, I don't stay in when, for New York City because I'm just one train stop out, actually the first yeah. <laughs> train stop on the Lionel Railroad. Uh, but I don't actually take the train in. I drive in. I drive the legal type of mobile. It used to be cool when it was a black SUV. That's <laughs> a minivan. <laughs> Any decals but, um, on the side of that I thing? do. I like to drive in because I like to bring stuff. A lot of times I'll be meeting up with clients uh, who are going to the trade shows too, so I'll be bringing them stuff. And, you know, it's just kind of I'm, I'm a little bit different, again, at these things because I'm doing a lot. So. Mm -hmm. uh, along with attending a Legal Tech New York, I'm trying to be seen. So that, that's kind of a fun thing for me to do. I got and you. Just, you just have to hang out by the coffee lady. Eventually you'll be seen there. <laughs> I look forward to seeing the legal typist mobile one of these days. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Like I said, I don't know. It's a, I'll, I'll get back to you with my next, my next vehicle purchase. This one's going to be with me for a little while. <laughs> but, so, um, oh. so, so with regard to that, also I wanted to say that um, I'm yep. a person that gets direct flights because I really honestly do not like to fly. When I attended Tech Show in Chicago, I stepped so far outside my comfort zone. I'm a, you know, a married mom with two kids, and I had my own business, and I was very successful, you know, working seven, ten U.S.-based law firms, you know, doing my renovation and doing all of my stuff. Yeah. Um, but I, I really, I have a very strong physical fear to flying. It's not just a mental fear of flying. It's where, you know, I actually start sweating profusely. It's not very attractive. Mm. And uh, <laughs> then I also don't really like to go anywhere by myself. So that's kind of another thing. Uh. So, uh, <laughs> uh, becoming a Toastmaster actually helped me really get past that particular part of my character, I guess. Like hmm. stepping on that plane and going to a place by myself, I was really pretty proud, proud of myself for that one. And Tech Show is so welcoming. The people there are so welcoming. And the majority of the reason why is because of Solo Says. I don't think I got yeah. to talk about Solo Says yet. And that's a very wonderful thing for almost anybody in the legal profession. It's a listserv that's run and managed by the American Bar Association. It is free to the public. You do not need to be a lawyer to be on the list. But there are rules. So when you sign up, please read them and please follow them because, of course, there's about 3,500 attorney-ish mostly types that would like nothing more than to bust your chops because you couldn't read and follow the rules. <laughs> they love that. Um, but it's a very kind of homey thing where you can ask questions. And I had developed relationships with a lot of other solo assessors that were all online that a lot of them were going to be a tech shop. And so that was the final thing that kicked me in the butt that said, Start searching Travelocity, start taking a look at Kayak, start seeing how expensive this is going to be, and can you actually do it? Because yep. I wanted to meet people like Ben Shore mm-hmm. and um, David Belinsky, and I mean, I could do a, a whole you know, bunch of names of people, but um, Ben Shore is definitely one of the ones from the Solo Says listserv that sticks out as somebody I was really looking forward to meeting um, at Tech Show. And yep. um, the first Thanks, year right. I didn't stay in the conference hotel, I stayed mm-hmm. about I think like a half a mile away, and it was a quick cab ride straight down, five bucks. Um, but I wouldn't recommend that. I almost kind of want to say if you can stay in the car, if you can't afford it, get a roommate, do something, because, again, there is so much that's going on. Even that five-minute walk back to your hotel and back again, you could be missing out on some of the stuff. So. Yep, yep, um, take advantage of networking opportunities. Well, those are some good thoughts there, and you mentioned a lot of great people. Um, so let me ask you finally. Um, you've been helping out or you helped out last year with uh, Tech Show and Lex Think Point One. So how about people who want to get involved in helping to pull off these conferences? Uh, what recommendations would you have for those folks? Oh, yeah. Well, Lex Think, this is, that was year three that we were on, and, and that, just, that just blossomed so beautifully. Matt Homan, the concept and everything was just wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, for people who want to get involved with Lex Think especially, they just need to get in touch with Matt Homan and offer their, you know, whatever it is that they want to help him with, and I'm sure he'd be more than happy to accept. Um, and and if, if he has a place for these people, then I'm sure he would. ABA Tech Show, again, that's run. They have a board. They have their own committee. It's, it's run through the Law Practice Management section of the American Bar Association. You can volunteer to the American Bar Association. You can uh, get in touch with, I'm sure, any of the committee members. Um, and um, I would imagine they're always looking for volunteers. Actually, that kind of thing, I think you have to be appointed to be a volunteer to the ABA. But if you really do want to try to get involved, certainly get in touch with people, get in front of people, make phone calls. A lot of people just, you know, touch somebody by email once and expect that if they don't get an answer back, well, that's it. No, people get thousands upon thousands of emails a day, and you're not really connecting with anybody, I think, until you're in real time. So you have dialogue. You have to have immediate back and forth. You can't 
um, you know, you can't really kind of do it through text. So if you're that eager to get involved and to try to uh, help out with any of the conferences, certainly um, get in touch with the people that are producing them and see where your skills may lay. And that's the same for speakers. These events are always looking for speakers, but they're looking for good speakers. They're not just yep. wanting to take anyone. So you have to, if, if speaking isn't your forte, I mean, you can be excellent and knowledgeable on your topic, um, like join Toastmasters. Perfect that one prese- uh, presentation. Toastmasters is actually a not-for-profit organization started in the 1920s, for those of you who don't know it, and what its sole mission is to help people become better communicators and thereby better leaders. And yep. that really was its sole mission. And you do a series of 10 speeches, each incorporating a different skill set, whether that be um, uh, inflection, which is your volume and your tone, or it would be props. Each one of the speeches has a different goal. And by the time you get to the 10th speech, you've pretty much incorporated and now can do a presentation that you can be proud of, pretty much. So uh, <laughs> so there's, there's Toastmasters, because even if you're a lawyer and you're good to talking to juries or you're good to talking to judges, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're good to talking to your average person either. Very true. The legalese out of it. You know, but if you if you're a, if you want to be a presenter and you're an attorney and you have a passion, especially for a certain tech, um, then you know it's certainly if you want to try to get into the speaking gig, they're always looking for good people. And then there's always writing. You yep. know, you have to start somewhere. So you want to break into speaking, and that's where your goal is. All of the online publications accept articles. They are looking for content that is valuable, that's keyword rich, that's about technology, that's about legal. Um, and that can highlight something that they can disseminate. Almost every single one of the bar associations has their own online web zine. The ABA yep. does. Um, so if you're an attorney and you're looking, wanting to get into the whole speaking aspect of it, then start out by writing articles. Start out by perfecting, you know, that one particular talk that you can then, you know, maybe break down or do, uh, you know, branch off from. I, and then I the only thing point. I want to caution mm-hmm. anybody that wants to be a presenter at these things, you don't get paid. So it's not like no, you're, you're not gonna it's to not like that, you're right? not gonna be making a lot of money at these things. So <laughs> you actually have to almost consider it a kind of a sunk expense. You may as a as a uh, presenter at any of the functions be given, you know, airfare or allotment and, you know, a room for free or something along those lines where you may not incur costs, but you're not you know, you're still spending money because you're traveling and so it's uh you know, you ha- it has to be something that's why I say if you're passionate about a tech, you're passionate about something. My first thing that I was passionate about was security. I could not believe how open everybody was on the web. I still don't. Still don't. I think folks who follow you on Twitter and online generally have some idea of that. <laughs> <laughs> I call Google the Borg for all of you listening. I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, well this, is, this has been fun. Um, so, uh, strangely enough, as I sit here on Skype, Matt Homan just uh, logged in. So, <laughs> just as you're talking Tell him about I say hi. <laughs> so uh, next year, if you're out there listening, come see Andrea and I. We'll both be at Tech Show in April. Should be a good show. Um, and with that, we've come to the end of another episode of Legal Toolkit. So remember that you can check out all of our shows at LegalTalkNetwork.com. So my special thanks today goes out to Andrea Canavina for taking the time to appear on our show. Uh, Andrea, if any of our listeners want to find out more about you, how would they go about doing so? Oh, that's, uh, there's uh, two, two websites I'm going to give. My website is LegalTypist.com. That's my main site. been around for a while. And I'm actually just building and releasing AndreaCanavina.com. Excellent. Well, uh, well, thank you for that, Andrea. I really appreciate it. Um, 
And again, remember to join us next time when we'll have another excellent internet radio program with another excellent guest right here on the Legal Toolkit. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Thanks for listening to The Legal Toolkit. You can subscribe to the RSS feed and hear Jared every month right here on The Legal Talk Network. If you're a lawyer running a solo or small firm and you're looking for other lawyers to talk through issues you're currently facing in your practice, Join the Unbillable Hours Community Roundtable, a free virtual event on the third Thursday of every month. Lawyers from all over the country come together and meet with me, lawyer and law firm management consultant Christopher T. Anderson, to discuss best practices on topics such as marketing, client acquisition, hiring and firing, and time management. The conversation is free to join but requires a simple reservation. The link to RSVP can be found on the Unbillable Hour page at LegalTalkNetwork.com. We'll see you there.